But then I was also working on boats, like there were tugboats and ferry boats over in the States, like in the barges and stuff. Uh, but when I moved to Ireland uh, 22 years ago, like um, my dream was, was to work on a ferry boat in the west of Ireland. Welcome to Social Fabric. In this program, we'll bring you conversations with people discussing their passion and the interaction with their community. We explore how different jobs, careers or achievements can inspire us to make small changes to improve our lives within our own community. You can find more episodes on socialfabric.ie or wherever you get your podcast. The program is also broadcast weekly on Dublin's Near FM 90.3. I'm your host Andrea Splendori and this week my guest is Steve Cannon. Steve is a native of Nebraska, grew up in Colorado and moved to Ireland over 20 years ago. His passion for the sea brought him to work on a ferry in the west of Ireland. A freak accident made up his mind to become a full-time artist. His story is a fascinating one, one of resilience, great attitude and a great outlook of life. I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. If you do, please subscribe, share and leave a review. Can I call you up a while We could reminisce on old days and we could talk about Yeah, so I guess that's so Steve, Steve Cannon, thanks a million for your time. And uh, so we're in, a, we're in your studio, house studio, and uh, I'm just curious, really curious, curious on, um, first of all, what are you working on at the moment? And what's kind of, what kind of routine do you have? Like, you know, some writers do write every morning from six to seven, right. some artists do... Right now, I'm working on a children's book uh, for an uh, author. Um, I'm not sure where she lives. It's it's in Ireland somewhere, like you know, on the east coast somewhere. Like, but uh, she's uh, written a children's book, and it'll 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 be on a website, you know. So I, I was hired to do all the illustrations for that, like, you know, and uh, um, and uh, as as it's for my routine, like um, uh, uh, excuse me, I would normally kind of wake up, have a lazy cup of coffee, lounge around the place a bit. I would tend to be more productive uh, kind of late in the evenings, you know, normally. But um, if you're working on a, on a on a book or a job of some sort, like, or even just painting for an exhibition, there are times you kind of have to kind of just kind of start a bit earlier than, you know, you know, because I would often maybe start, properly start maybe around 10 p.m. and then work till oh, right. 2 or whatever it is that, you know, um, but uh, you know, but it, it just matters on on the job when it has to be done, um, and 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 all that. Like you know, and uh, and uh, um, also from working with home, it can it be a little bit harder. Like you know, because well, this isn't my home; it, it belongs to my partner's house. But uh, um, uh, it can be a little bit harder, like because there's lots of stuff going on. You know, that there's a, there's a little boy who's nearly ten running around the place. There's dogs. I'm surprised he's not barking at the moment. <laughs> no, he will eventually. <laughs> he will. He will uh, make himself known. But um, yeah, and just uh, and just uh, just work for 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 as long as I can. You know, up until I kind of can't hold the, the paintbrush anymore or the pencil, or start making stupid mistakes, and then I go, well, I have to stop. Yeah. And the, this illustration is a love illustration. Um, I had another illustrator on the podcast in the past, Sarah Bowie, and. Um, but I love the idea. You, it's, it's almost like writing a score for a movie, is it? Like it, it, a bit, a bit. So you got the story from this girl, the author, and you have to interpret what she means and and put into illustration. That's it. That's it. And what's what's that process like? I mean, because do you know if you if you translate into a different language, if you pick a poem and translate in three different languages, you get 
three different poems. Yeah. Everybody interprets it different. Is it the same yeah. thing with, uh, with the illustration? Well, like it, 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 it kind of matters if you're working with the, the, the author or if you're working with a publisher, you know, um, it, it, it kind of seems if you work with a publisher that they will kind of say, all right, we, we, we might want to capture this, this, this paragraph here, like, you know, um, or, or, or what have you. Like, and, uh, if you're working with the author, that they will have a fairly precise, Notion of, 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 of what they want, what they look like, you know, um, color of the clothes and stuff like that, where a publisher may be a little bit easier going, you know, and, uh, and, uh, um, I, I just try my best to, to capture what they want to actually bring their, their, um, their ideas and make them alive and kind of just really capture the, capture the reader and bring them into the story. Like, you know. And uh, it, it seems to be working out all right. Like, you know, I'm at the point now in, in my current project that all the preliminary drawings are done and, I, and I'm starting on the paintings. Uh, so it's, um, uh, I'm guessing maybe a couple more weeks anyhow, like, you know, and, uh, yes. and then start uh, just painting my own work, hopefully, uh, Contra Finger for an exhibition. Oh, very good. Yeah. I'll ask you about that in a second. So you yeah. gave me a number of songs. As I, thanks very much. That was quick care. Didn't have to dwell too much yeah. on, on them, but uh, the first one is uh, "Queen, Don't Stop Me Now." Yeah, Why did yeah. you pick that song? Uh, there's something about the song that just kind of just just brings me up. You know, it's like um, uh, it's like a you know, Queen is obviously iconic and all that, like you know, and uh, you know, just a brilliant artist. You know, um, but when I hear the song, like it just kind of makes me want to just kind of fires me up, like you know, it makes me. Uh, just want to just jump out there in the road and just tackle everything, you know. And I actually watched the program about this about this young man that um, uh, was de- dealing with some very harsh medical problems, you know. And he ended up passing away like, um, in 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 the program. And uh, uh, he actually chose this song to be played at his funeral. And um, like uh, so, every time I hear the song, I think of this young man and, and what he went through. Like, and, uh, but he had, he was a great spirit about him, you know, and he was just, like, uh, just mad crack, even though he's going through some horrible things. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world, I'm turning inside out. I'm floating around in ecstasy. So you mentioned the exhibition and um, and that's what I was going to ask you about the, how you split your work. Obviously, I'm assuming as an artist is whatever comes your way, whatever, whatever is commissioned, whether it's a commission work or it's a, an exhibition or illustration. And uh, what's what's it like you now? Like, if I know it's, it's a bit of a silly question, but if you were to choose just painting for an for an, 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 for illustrating a book or doing your own exhibition, would you? Which one would you go oh, for? Like, um, I've always kind of thought of myself as a illustrator trapped in a painter's body, like you know, it's like, um, or or it might actually be the other way. Around. Like you know, it's like I, I think my painting style would tend to be very kind of geared toward illustration, even my just my paintings for exhibition type of work. Um, if I had a choice, I would I would love just to be a painter. 
you know, um, that, that's basically where my heart is, you know. Um, doing il- illustration is, is, is really lovely, like, you know, and getting work and helping people's dreams come true, like, mm-hmm. and getting their books out there, like, it makes me feel really good. And, and, uh, and my style does actually work well toward that. Um, but I think deep in my heart, I'm like a painter. You know, that's really where I'm, I'm like truly happy is, is, is painting. Yeah. Cause I read somewhere, um, and I read somewhere that you, you kind of, the thing inspired you was a, was a book illustrated by PJ Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't know PJ Lynch, unfortunately, but uh, I will research and find out a bit more about it. But when you, when you saw that, and at that stage, were you already proficient in drawing? Were you skilled already? How, how did you get to? Yeah, it's like, um, I could, I think I started drawing when I was able to hold a pencil. You know, okay. I was always drawing, I was doing little cartoons or what have you, like, you know, and, uh, uh but I ended up joining the Navy, you know, and, uh, and, and with that, you know, well, there's not a whole lot of time to be drawing or painting. But then once I got out, I, I uh, took, night courses, even though at that point I was already, already kind of having a few exhibitions, you know, little small ones, I think. Um, uh, so I just, I just kept at it, like, and, uh, and, and after I had a bit of an accident, well, that's when I kind of said, all right, now, um, now I'll do my, uh, my painting and illustration full time. And, uh, and, uh, it, it was also around then that, that I walked into Easton's and I saw one of the books by PJ Lynch and, uh, I was able to blag my way into his phone number. You know, and, um, and I, and I rang him up, like, you know, and I asked him, you know, he took on, uh, apprentices and he's like, ah, no, I don't, like, you know, but why don't you join the guild? And so, so I joined the, uh, Illustrators Iron Guild and, um, and, and it's helped with work, uh, helped with exhibitions and they're a really lovely crowd. And I read that and I was curious about it. So what, what do you need to join the Illustrator Guild? With like, uh, um, I think you have to have a, a, a certain amount of projects, like under your belt, you know, paid uh, projects. Um, you have to submit a portfolio. Um, I don't know if you have to have like uh, referees or nothing like that. Uh, maybe you do, because I, I, I've been a member for like 15 years or yeah. something like that, so I might have changed. Like, you know. mm-hmm. but, um, but, but you have to have, basically have a proven track record. Okay, because yeah. about five years ago, I realized I, I wanted to learn to draw and sketch, and I started to do it. And I love it, absolutely love it. I'm a good, bad, indifferent. It makes no difference to me. Yeah. I have my book and my pen, and I do it all the time. But like between you and me, like you started when, as I said, as soon as you could hold the pen, obviously you have a you have a talent for it. Gotcha. Um, but like, how if I wanted to get to your level, is it something that can be learned? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it, it would be a be a case of just just practice. You know, mm-hmm. just having a passion about it, like and, uh, um, just studying it, taking classes. You know, um, uh, and, and just constantly working at it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm drawing all the time. If I'm on the phone, I'm doing little sketches. You know, which probably is incredibly rude. <laughs> but actually, am yeah, if I'm on the phone, I'm actually paying attention. But. Um, uh, but, but I'm always drawn, you know, and, uh, I just really enjoy it. So, okay. so there is something, it can, it's a skill can be learned. Obviously. Oh, yeah. It's more talent, yeah. less talented. Okay. You have the James Morrison, Precious Love. Yeah. Why that song? I, 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 I think that what, what caught me with that one was, um, it was, it was, it was, it was one of the first lines. It was something like, um, 
he was lost and then she found him or something like that and he kind of was able to steer him, you know, kind of to normality, like, and, uh, you know, I, I have a house out, a house out in front of my studio and all that, like, you know, but, um, uh, it was when I was out there that, that, that I met the curtain part besides, like, you know, and, um, I was, I was kind of lost in my own little way, like, you know, just kind of living alone and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and she found me, like, and, uh, I rescued her and she rescued me, like, and, uh, you know, happy ever after, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, great story. I was my own worst enemy I was lost to know I needed help Then you came along And saw the state I was in You picked me up When I was down Showed me how to live again I say thank you For pulling me through I'm a lucky man I didn't know What I was but Okay, you, you mentioned um, the Navy, but just before we get to the Navy, so how did you get to the Navy? I mean, when did you join? What were you doing before? Obviously, it was school, but yeah. give us a bit of a bit of a background there. Oh, yeah, you know, just like uh, after I was out of, you know, like uh, school, like in pre college, like, you know, which, which wasn't until like after the Navy, with the night school, you know, but um, yeah, I was just working jobs, like uh, I sold toys, and uh, um, I, I, th- I think it was it was there that I... Just wanted to travel. I wanted to get out. You know, where, where was that? Where it was actually over in America. Okay, you know, it was in Colorado. Like, and, uh, is that where you're from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was born in Nebraska, which is right next to it. Like, but um, uh, basically, was raised in Colorado. But uh, um, um, and and, and we come over to Ireland and all, and all that kind of stuff because the family uh, came from Ireland. You know, okay. on, on my mother's and my father's side, and. Um, and I wanted to join the Navy, you know, because my grandfather was in and all that kind of crap. And, uh, I joined up and I was on the subs and, uh, um, it was all right, like, but it wasn't what I wanted to do for, for, for the rest of my life, you know, so, uh, I, uh, left that and, uh, just started working other jobs, you know, where I framed pictures and the whole time painting and, and, and drawing and all that type of thing. Well, let me stop you for a second. It's, it's submarines. It's, it's one of those things that always fascinates me. <laughs> like I used, to, I think I used to have a toy one as a as a kid, and I played in the bath all the time. <laughs> I did <time>. too. <laughs> but what's it like being in a sub? Where did you go? Like I know you wanted to travel. Yeah. The next yeah. thing you're in a, in this piece of metal under the water. Yeah. You're going where? Oh, it's like a, I was I was based on the west coast in California. Like in the, we went as far north as the. Uh, Lucian Islands, there's matter where there's a base out there. I went to Hong Kong and uh, near Tokyo and, uh, um, there's a good few other places that I, I can't seem to remember, like, but, uh, uh, but, but I, I was in from 1982 to 1986, you know, it's kind it's of a long time under the water. Well, I know it's not <laughs> all the time, but it, <laughs> for you, I was so pale. But what, what's it like? I mean, what's it like to be underwater for whatever stretch of many days you'd spend yeah. in? I, I, I think the, the most I was under was a month and a half left, right? because there's basically two kinds. There's the kind of sub that goes after other subs or the boats. And then there's the kind with all those big missiles that kind of just cruise the oceans and wait for the, wait for the call, you know, 
to uh, blow up the world. But, but then I was on the one that, that went after the boats, which I'd, if I had to choose between the two, that's the one I'd want to be on. I wouldn't want to be on the one, the, the doomsday boats, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit claustrophobic. You know, if you're overly tall, you'd be cracking your head on pipes. You, know? <laughs> uh, you have to not mind being around people all the time. You know, like I, I used to try to read in a little closet, you know, a little tiny closet, like a very fit, just to be alone, you know, just to find some quiet time. You know? um, and uh, it would it would smell really bad, but you get used to it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's basically like 120 men who shower the odd time, you know. <laughs> and, uh, that's that's how big it is, 120 men. Yeah, wow. and, and it was an older boat, so the the, the, the newer ones are probably a lot bigger, you know, bigger crew, like you know. And there's just, there's all sorts of smells from food to the fuel, the oil, and all that kind of stuff. And we pull into a port and have our showers and we'll go out to town to try to you know pick up the ladies. And we stunk. We absolutely stunk. Even after the shower, it's in your clothes. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's amazing. And uh, and you stayed in Seoul for four years, five years, four years in, in the navy. And um, what what stopped you? <coughs> What, 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 when you decided to, that was enough of, of, of the submarine? Uh, yeah, it's like, um, it was the art. I, I, uh, um, there, there was nothing wrong with staying in the Navy, but it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't that military minded, mm-hmm. really. Um, it was, it was more of a way of just getting away from home and seeing a bit of the world, like, you know, even though it was kind of the wrong kind of boat, because <laughs> all you see <laughs> is the fellow next to you. You, know? you don't see anything. But, um, uh, I just wanted to paint. I, I want to see other parts of the world, you know. And uh, it, um, it it kind of worked out for me. Like, you know, loads of people join up to actually uh, go, go to college or university, you know, as, as part of some military deal, like, you know. But it was me just trying to get away from where I was, you know, even though where I was was lovely, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had a happy life, like, but I just wanted to see other parts of the world. Yeah. I suppose then the next song is quite fitting, the sitting on the dock of the bay, yeah, right? All uh, this um, Why that song? Uh, it's there's something about that song, like you know, it brings me back to a few different points in my life. Like um, there are times in, in the navy, times here in Ireland, you know, and uh, where I, I would just quite just I would be on at a, at a pier, looking out at the sea, like watching the boats rock, and you know, or uh, it just it's so very calming to me, like and. Uh, and uh, I have to admit that all these songs I sing along with, you know, <laughs> don't you be able to hear it, that could be a poem. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, I just love the song, you know, you know classic. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in, and then I watch them roll away again, yeah. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. Just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I I uh, I spotted you on the Instagram. I just I just really like your your work and I love portraits and you do not love portraits. Uh, yeah, which is great. And anyway, that's. I had in my mind to talk to you, and then I saw one of your posts the other day about uh, uh, the accident that you oh, had. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us a bit about that? Because that, uh, at that stage, I thought, well, I really was really interested in, in, in this man's work, and all of a sudden, you, you, you wrote something, and you know, found my way through, uh, you know, yeah. I found my path 
through an accident such, but, you know, can you tell us a bit about that, please? Yeah, so, you know, it's like, um, like after the Navy, like, you know, I was working, like, odd jobs on bikes, so picture framing, and, but then I was also working on boats, like, there were tugboats and ferry boats over in the States, like, in the barges and stuff. Uh, but when I moved to Ireland uh, 22 years ago, like, um, my dream was, was to work on a ferry boat in the west of Ireland, you know. And I was in uh, County Mayo, like, in Westport, working in pubs, and, uh, working in shops and I saw an ad in the mail news and I, uh, I don't know if I was the only one who answered it or not, you know, but, uh, but I ended up moving out there. I had the job and, um, uh, it was, it was, it was perfect. You know, I was, I was wrecked half the time, you know, but everyone was lovely. The island is lovely. It's a clear island and, um, this, it was perfect, you know, and I was there working for about a year and a half, like, where, uh, one day we, um, went over to, uh, Ruin Pier, which is outside Lewisburg and, uh, uh, there's, there's two companies bringing people back and forth to the, the islands, you know, and, uh, and the other one was there first and, um, really nice people, you know, and, um, they tied up and we tied out outside them, you know, and so, so we're both at the pier kind of at the same spot. <coughs> so, and, um, uh, long story short, uh, they had to leave and during the mooring operations, uh, with all my experience, nine years of sea and all this kind of stuff. I stepped into the bite of the rope, which is a loop, and uh, novice would say, I don't know. Uh, I would tend to think that the accident happened because it was a lovely day. It was calm, you know, because we'd been there, like, and the mooring ropes, which are, which are as big as your forearm, were, were breaking and, and flying around the place like whips. And if they hit you, they'd kill you. Like, and, uh, or it'd be so rough, you couldn't tie up. And they'd have to throw, the, you know, like parcels at you, and you had to catch them, you know, because you couldn't tie up. And, uh, or, or so rough that, um, the, the waves would nearly pick the boat up and put it on the pier, you know, we, you know, just horrible we- weather, like, but this day was lovely. So we were kind of, we weren't on our guard, you know, and, um, uh, I got caught in a rope and, uh, it brought me up and, uh, it was, my leg was crushed about three times and, uh, uh, and they uh, brought me to Castle Bar, like, and, uh, and, and I made a joke that I quit and all that kind of stuff, you know. But, um, then they brought me to Merlin Park and, and they did some sort of operation. And I woke up in the University College Hospital in Galway and, um, my legs were, uh, stitched to each other. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, they were transferring skin and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was very gory, like, but, uh, uh, then about two weeks later, the uh, person in charge of me, she came in and said, uh, uh, so we can either, either do loads of operations and uh, take more skin off your good leg and partially your body and uh, put it on your uh, on, on the leg that was injured. Uh, and at the end of the day, your foot will never work because the rope just you know, like uh, tore up all the muscles, still gone, like you know. <clears throat> or we can amputate it, you know. And uh, and, I'm, and, and I was kind of thinking about it the whole time because after two weeks, you're know, looking at your leg and thinking this isn't going great, like you know. And, uh, I said, well, uh, can I tell you in a couple of days? And she's like, I actually, I need to know now, right now, right now. I can go crap. You know, so, um, I said, would I be able to run, you know, with a prosthetic leg? And, uh, she's like, eh, you know, if everything goes well, yeah, you should be able to. Like, you know, it's, 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 it was a weird question because I hate running. <laughs> I don't like running at all. Like, I'm like, like, whatever you do, don't give me a running leg. I hate those but, um, uh, so I said, you can do it. You can, you can take the leg, you know. 
which is weird to tell someone to do that and they'll actually do it. You know, they'll actually jump you right away. Wow. And yeah. what age were you, Steve? I was 35-ish. And were you on your own there, like, making that decision? Was there anybody around, family or friends or...? My brother, Lauren, was there. You know, he came over from, from the States after the accident, you know. Um, and uh, I can actually recall, like, you know, that... Uh, after I told her you, you can take the leg, and she went off, you know, and, like, and my brother came back, like you know, and I, uh, no one, you know, I was the, I'm the big brother, like, and I, I didn't want to cry in front of my little brother, but uh, I cry, I did, <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's like it, uh, I was in there for about five months because uh, I had the MRSA, it was in the bone and all that kind of crap. Uh, Ross, I would have been out there a lot earlier, but. Um, uh, I had to stay, like, and, um, but then, uh, I was released into the wild and, um, <laughs> it was, uh, to just try to go back to normal life. Uh, but, uh, I mean, obviously that was all 18 years ago. Uh, yeah. 18 years just ago. Just 18, 18, 18 of a week or something. Like yeah. That. Okay. So obviously you've had all this time to, to come to terms with it all and you rebuilt your life and you, you you know, wouldn't know you, you had a prosthetic legs, you know, you're a happy man. <laughs> but, like, I, I heard stories, I read stories about the uh, amputees and, and the feel of what the leg was there before. Was there oh, any of that? Or, like, you know, the, the moment of. Hand and pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I would, I would have it quite often, you know, like, uh, there's like hand and pain and uh, just pain kind of stuff, you know, and you kind of have both of them, you know. Phantom pain, like um, if I had it right now, like uh, my my big toe that isn't there anymore, like would 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 have an itch or something, or might have a cramp, you know, because because mm. it, it actually would be kind of like a pain. <clears throat> but um, yeah, you 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 would you would have that you would have that, you know, and, and usually on some sort of medication uh to uh, to kind of keep that at bay, like you know, one thing you can actually do, which is mad, is that if you're if you're if your limb that's gone, it feels like there's a cramp in it, you know. Uh, you can take a mirror and put it next to your leg. So you look in the mirror and, and you see the leg you actually have. And you can kind of wiggle your toes to work out the cramp. And, and it tricks the mind and it kind of loosens it up in, in the leg that isn't there. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, how complex our brain is. Yeah. Incredible. And um, I want to ask you a couple more things, but... Uh, UFO by Newton Faulkner. <laughs> he's a fantastic artist. <laughs> oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. And um, why him? I just, I just like his music. Something about it, and 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 the and the, and the song UFO, like you know, it, it deals a bit with like uh, human nature about you know, uh, uh, like there's a like a line about the if if you're on the outside looking in, where would you begin? You know, you know, because these. Green people or something would fly out and say, well, these, these people have lost their minds, you know, all that kind of thing. But, uh, but, but I like this song because, um, it just makes me kind of happy. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a mad little song. Like, you know, about, you know, it's the only song I know that has the, the anal probe in it. You know, it's, like it's, it's, it's the only one I've ever written that has, has those two words in it. It was late one night a little while ago I had nothing to drink, I don't think 
Okay, well maybe a glass of wine, but nothing that would loosen my mind to the point of seeing what I'm seeing in the sky. Whoa, an alien being, my mind can't make sense for what I'm seeing. It's beginning to take control, so I better watch out for the anal probe. We got UFO. Hello. UFO. Hello. UFO. Hello. UFO. Hello. We never met before, but you come across it like a, a very level-headed, happy man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm just trying to 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 portray that moments when uh, when you had to make that the harsh decision. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I know you you say you didn't like running or you don't like running, but you're obviously an active or you are an active man. You know, but you're walking and but like you love boats, oh, yeah. so you're on the boat all the time. And yeah. and what, what, was all that going through your head? Okay, now that I'm gonna have one limb less. What what I'm gonna be able to do or not be able to do, yeah. and how I'm gonna. Yeah, there's a lot of things that kind of go through your head. Like you know, it's like um, I, I had uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. You know, not who I'm with now, like you know, but uh, um, I was probably thinking, you know, is she gonna stay with me? But, you know, mm-hmm. um, will I be attracted? Will I find anybody? Uh, what will I be able to do with work? You know. Um, uh, am I jinxed? Uh, am I just stupid? You know, all these things kind of going through your head, like, you know, but, uh, uh, at the end of the day, you just kind of have to put them aside and just kind of leave your life like you would if you didn't have the accident, you know, and, uh, and think the same way, like, just, you know, things happen, you know, you just have to kind of get over them and just kind of keep going, like, and, uh, keep plugging away as it is, you know. And was it much support in terms of, uh, post operation, like, in terms of, Obviously, mental health, more so than the physical support, which I'm sure is there. But it was it. Did you have a good support from the from the hospital to to make sure you were okay psychologically? Uh, uh, from the hospital itself, like um, I, I, I was actually kind of asking around, is there you know, is there you know a counselor or something like that? And and, and they sent me this 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 little nun, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, and what does nun have one leg? You know, it's like, <laughs> is there one leg and nun or else? Because because I'm not religious, you know. So yeah. it's, um, if if she's not, uh, you know, handicapped, you know, it may not be a, too much help. <clears throat> and she was nice, you know, all that kind of stuff. Had a chat, like you know, but I was kind of, I I I I didn't ask for her again, like you know. But um, I I actually did go to see a few counselors, you know, and uh, and it kind of helped. Um, I I actually made one really depressed. <laughs> I told him my story. I thought he was gonna cry, but um. <clears throat> I think a lot of it was just kind of, I don't know, just trying to keep a positive outlook and just friends and family, like the, the people of Clarida and Routes and Forest are always at the hospital and checking up on me, you know, had a big party for me and all this kind of stuff. You know. I suppose even from, uh, I mean, the, the life on, on, on the sea is always portrayed as, you know, it's a real camaraderie. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's always that, you know, and yeah. a lot of my friends are sailors and, you know, Casual um, sports more so than that, but th- there's a real camaraderie. And, yeah. and how what was that community like? That the Mayo community, the people that you worked with for the year and a half, was that a strong support from them? Or? Oh, very much. So, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, even now, like I, you know, they they bring me out of time and say, yeah, I see, you know, how are you keeping kind of stuff. You know, it's been 18 years. You know, yeah, so pretty. checking up on me, making sure I'm all right, like. You know, no, they, they were very, very good. Like, I actually really missed the life, you know, because 
that there's a, I don't know, like, it might be just me. Maybe it's a, like a testosterone fix that, that I miss, you know, but, but I miss that aspect of the boat, like, you know, feeling, you know, proper manly and all that kind of crack, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, which I love, like, you know, but it's, it's, it's not the same feel, you know. Yeah. But you you then wrote a book and illustrated, I'm assuming, I can't pronounce it because it's all in Irish. (laughs) Uh, You probably can. Can you read? August on Paulimara. Right, which I know a couple of the words. One is C and one is uh, something else. Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah, if it was in English, I might translate it as like uh, Mary and the Pirate, basically, like, you know. But uh, yeah, I wrote this story, like, because I was thinking, you know, that. when I had my accident and I lost my leg, you know, I was, I was older, like, you know, and, uh, and as you get older, you get more confident, you know, who you are and all this. Uh, but what if a kid was kind of going through, uh, being handicapped or un- unusual in some weird way, like, you know, that, uh, you know, cause kids can be lovely and they can be like horrible little monsters, you know. And, uh, so I wrote this book about this, uh, young girl that, um, had, had to walk with the crutches and she was teased all the time and, and sure enough, this big gigantic pirate comes out, you know, and starts talking to her, like, and uh, he has the wooden leg on, you know, fairly, uh, uh, standard pirate affair, like, but, um, and, and he's able to talk to her and, and just have her think, uh, in a positive way rather than a negative way and, and to not to, and to not pay attention to, to the bodies and to just be your own self, be strong, love yourself and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And did you notice, I was watching a telly the other night, I don't know if there was any match on, I can't remember, but then one of the ads that came on is about this uh, Irish girl swimmer. I think she's in the Special Olympics and she's um, just one arm. Just one arm. And, uh, nice, yeah. and it was really, really interesting ad. It was really well done. And I thought, okay, that's interesting because I, I know my kids are less concerned about anything. Like that everything goes, you know, they're quite happy to you know, they, they, they're not, um, I think there was a lot of more taboo a few yeah. years ago about anything that it wasn't normal. Yeah. Did you find that in the, over the last 18 years that there's a lot of you, like, you walked out today in your shorts with your, with your prosthetics, makes no difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, I, th- I think I used to be a little more self conscious about it, you know, but then, uh, part of it just doesn't care. Like, you know, this is how I am. Like, in the, um, and, and, and there's times where we walk in and the person walk up and say, oh, fair play to you. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm just walking down the prom. I don't, want to, <laughs> I'm not, you know, you know, the running into a building, but, uh, burning building, like, but, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've had a few kind of make fun, you know, like, or stare or something like that. Like, and, uh, um, I just kind of just don't pay attention and all that kind of stuff. Like, there was one time I was in a park and, uh, and there's these older kids that were kind of just kind of being mean to younger ones and, uh, and, uh, um, and, and I walked by and they asked me to, to kick their ball back to them, you know, and, 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 and but they weren't very nice kids, so I'm like, get your own ball back. <laughs> and, and they called me Pig League, you know, and I just kind of stopped, you know, I heard like muttering, muttering Pig League, you know, so I turned around and I like, and, and, and they kind of went face to face, like, you know, and I'm sure they just kind of crumbled and, mm. from like a pure class guy, you know. But, uh, but, but, um, but yeah, it's like, it, I don't like being handicapped, like, you know, but it isn't in the world. It isn't, it, it isn't who I am, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm kind of saying credit. I'm just kind of missing a little bit, yeah. you know. Great. Um, Little Love by Niall McCabe. That's, I didn't know this song at all. Oh, yeah. It's it was good. Niall McCabe. Why you picked that song? Niall McCabe. Like, I actually know him, you know, but, 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 I, but, but I, I didn't pick the song because I know him. I picked it because of his voice. Like, it's so melodic. His, his, his band is so, like, note perfect. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, and, um, it's just a beautiful little song. Like, you know, um, he's from Clare Island. You know, okay. this, this little island off the coast, and, and uh, he's making this amazing music. Um, uh, I, I can call him walking in the pub, like, and he'd be, um, he'd be there with, you know, just kind of just strumming in the corner, like, and, and I walk up, he goes, Rag and Road. I'm like, yep. You know, and because <laughs> I love the song when it comes in. And he just built out this amazing version of it. And um, he's a really nice fellow. Really nice fellow, but the songs are just amazing. Just a little bit of love can keep you strong. Miles on half a smile, just a little bit of love can go on for miles and miles and miles. Take a little love and make it all right. Take a little love and make it all night. Just a little bit of love can make a little more. Take a little bit of love. So let's go back to the painting and the and the, in your current well your your passion stroke job and um, you mentioned something there about uh, missing the camaraderie and the, the self-driven um, you know life on, on on the sea. Yeah. What's it like to be? I mean, you spend a lot of time on your own painting, right? Yeah. And do you find sometimes is that? Can, where do you get the inspiration from? Like, if you're not out and about, like if you're on a boat and there's a hundred people, yeah. you pick something from everybody, yeah, right? That's it. That's it. Like, you know, it's like um, I, when I when I paint for myself, like um, I, I can I can work off of uh, just memories, which isn't quite as good, like because I I, I want to make it accurate, you know. Uh, so so if it's out of my imagination, it, it can kind of have that look, you know. But uh, I work from photographs. I, I Love to paint for life, uh, which which is always the best. Um, I, I did a series of portraits, and they're actually mug shots from about fifty years ago. Um, it was there was something about the mug shots, you know, just with with the older hairstyles and everything like that, and, and to try to take these these photos of people who have had obviously a very bad day if they're getting a mug shot taken, and to try to just to bring it to life, you know, and to try to capture their Humanity, their, like, um, their, there's fear, or there's, if they're sad, or something like that. I actually have a, uh, I did a painting of this one fellow who, um, was, uh, known for breaking into warehouses and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, he looks like a hard, a hard fellow. Like, but if you look at, uh, if, if you look at the photo or the painting, he has a bit of a tear in his eye because he was, well, he was caught. <laughs> he was caught breaking into some warehouse. But, um, uh, I find it a little bit hard to find models to, to pose because um, I'm a bit shy by nature. And to walk up to someone and say, "Oh, you want to come to my house and you know I'll paint you," <laughs> they'll be like, "Just they punch me or something," you know. Like so, I just uh, tend not to do it. Uh, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll put the call out at the odd time, you know, anyone wants to pose and everything. But I think people are a bit shy as well, mm. you know. 
actually and I mean, where we are here, it's quite a small community. Are you known as the local artist? Uh, do they know you in the, just outside of Galway here? Like, would, uh, 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 are you involved to, with the community at all? Oh, uh, yeah, kind of, sort of like, you know, just kind of, um, uh, just, just being out and about and being seen, all that kind of stuff. I'm probably known as a one-legged guy. Instead <laughs> of wearing shorts, or the fellow in, in the Land Rover Defender, like, mm-hmm. it just sticks out like a, Sort of home, you know, it looks like some sort of midlife crisis. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's like a, um, I, I, I'm quite known more for my painting out in Connemara. I have a house out there. Okay. Uh, um, I have a house and I built a huge studio there, like, you know, but I ended up moving to my cousin when my partner got cancer and I can, uh, and I moved in with her just to help out and all the kind of stuff. And sure, I just never left, you know. <laughs> Um, uh, she never actually asked me to come, you know, but, uh, but I, but I didn't, uh, mm. everything's working great. Uh, right. uh, but, um, yeah, like, I, I find no more as an artist out of the kind of art, you know. Yeah, exactly. I just found that uh, as much as that is an idyllic situation, like I was in, in Galway in the city last night and, and it was super busy, the festival's on, it's always busy this time of the year and it's, it's great. Um, it's great to dip in and out, sit yeah. down somewhere for a coffee or a pint for, I don't know, a couple hours and, and observe, you know, and that's yeah. where I, I get my inspiration for the little things that I do. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just curious how, you know, do you feel every now and then, should I get into the Defender and go sit okay. somewhere to, 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 to look at people or look at landscapes? Do you do landscapes or do you? Uh, if I have to. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. <laughs> no, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the odd time, like most of my work is figurative, I'm just really drawn to the human form. Uh, but, um, but you often have, you know, you, you have to add more to it mm-hmm. quite often. Um, and, and the other time I'll add a bit of landscape or something, you know, or I, I live in Kanamara, there's a little islands and stunning landscapes, you know, but, um, more of a, like being people, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a, but for, in, for inspiration, like, um, I, I love to go people watching. Obviously, about that, you know, just to be in some outdoor cafe or outdoor pub or something and just watch the people and just, um, you know, because if I'm chatting with a person, even now, I'm thinking, how would I draw you? You know, kind of stuff. Which, yeah, yeah, no, which, minds, you know? which angles and all this. Um, How'd you make my nose look smaller? <laughs> no need. No need. But, and the, in terms of media, medium that you use, um, and that's simply curiosity, I, 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 I attempted watercolors a few times and I see some of the watercolors done it looks amazing by the time I do it it's just I can't it's just like I can't get my head around it but do you work on like oil watercolor or anything or what's your favorite medium for the uh, illustration it's, it's normally watercolor um, the odd bit of pen and ink you know but uh, um, it, it, and, and and to kind of to, 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 to fine tune your work it's just practice once again mm-hmm. like you know just, just, just keep at it you know and uh, um, you can even watch, uh, painters work. You can find clips here and there of them working and, you know, uh, learning t- techniques like, um, uh, for my, uh, paintings for myself or exhibition, nearly all in oil. Oil, you know, I actually love oil, oil paint. I, I just love the smell of it. Mm-hmm. You can crack the top and the smell it and, and like, oh yeah, I want to paint that. <laughs> where uh, where is your exhibition? When when and where? Ah, uh, I don't know yet. I have to organize one. You okay. know, which which is a bit hard. To, you know, because um, that there's there's loads of places in Ireland, but 
not not a whole lot here here in the West, like you know, but there's a few places, and, and they're really really nice, like you know, but uh, but 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 just to be known, um, you can try to write to them, like, but it's best just to go in and, and actually have a chat, like you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, just just kind of keep on them, you know. But uh, I'm finding it a bit hard to actually get an exhibition, you know, but uh, perseverance, you know. Well, uh, that's changed a lot. I remember in, during the Celtic Tiger, that was just, just, there was galleries popping out everywhere and the paintings were selling for big books. That's yeah. in, in Dublin for sure. That was it. And then I have a couple of friends that are artists and then all of a sudden it dried up. They're finding it really hard to get an exhibition. Yeah. And, uh, have you noticed that? Like, I mean, is, is, is painting now become just a luxury of you know, buying a painting or commissioning a painting? It's become yeah. a, more of a luxury again or? I think very possibly, like you know, it's like I I I wouldn't be too much in the know on on the uh, on the uh, galleries and um, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like how they're doing and all that kind of stuff, like you know. But from the artist's perspective, um, it can be a bit hard, like you know. Um, even with the illustration work, it's, it's I've 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 heard it's gone a bit quiet, you know. But um, hopefully, it's picking up. Okay, well, you have uh, Ray Charles, um, Shake Your Tail Fair, <laughs> great song. All I can think of was the Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> from. That's what it's from. Like, you know. Yeah, it's like, um, I just like the song, like, you know, and uh, um, now every time I hear it, like, the, um, the, the, there's a, I think it opens with a line, something like, um, uh, I saw the fancy, the fellow you were d- d- dancing with, like, um, you know, and, and and it's kind of like, why didn't you choose me? Didn't you think I could dance or something? You know? And uh, even though I got the prosthetic leg, I can uh, I can I can jive like a, <laughs> jive like a demon. You know, well maybe not jive. I can't jive. I tried that once. <laughs> well, I she, she ended up fairly, fairly angry, <laughs> so I kind of don't do the jive. And you know, I'll be more of a. Uh, if you've ever been to a wedding and there's a one fellow who's a little bit drunk and, and yeah, that's kind of how I dance all the time. <laughs> I don't know, I don't even need any drink on me, but I dance like that. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Okay, so we're just going towards the end, but uh, I want to ask you a couple of things about sculpting and uh, ideal commissions and so on. So you do also, as well as painting, you do some sculpt, your sculpture as well. I do, yeah, yeah. And do you like that? Do you enjoy that? Or oh, is it something you have to do? I I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, you know, because it's very tactile, you know, because I would uh, start with clay and then um, make a mold of it using rubber and plaster and then uh, make a plaster copy that you know I, i'm not uh, I, I wouldn't have the money to, to, to make bronzes and all that but um but just working with the clay finding uh, the figure within it as it were you know i think was it Leonardo da Vinci like oh Michelangelo yeah Michelangelo yeah or had the marble and he had to fight who was in and that's what I when I was researching you last night I thought 
and it's that fantastic book, The Agony and the Ecstasy, the story of Michelangelo and, uh, and he was his culture. He didn't want to paint. It was yeah. just, he had to do it because he was paid. He just right. did not want to paint and all he wanted to do was to sculpt, you know, and the sculpture of phenomenal. Oh, I absolutely love it. You know, like, I, I hate casting, casting jagged things. <laughs> well, but I think it's mainly because I never properly learned, you know, just from watching clips on YouTube you know, and, 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 and all that like that. But um, I, I kind of had to stop it only because uh, it, it, it takes a bit of money to, to cast them and all that kind of stuff, even if you just make a plaster cast. Plaster is cheap enough. But everything else is a bit, um, bit, bit expensive, like it. Uh, so I, I, I still have a bunch of clay, you know. So I'll bring it out the other time and uh, be uh, messing about with it, like. But um, uh, and I also thought it'd probably be better to actually maybe just pick kind of one painting or illustration and actually kind of throw myself into that, like you know. Yeah. And so I, I've been painting like a like a demon. And that's that's the thing. Like you, you, your output is, is is quite a lot. Or that's what it looks like anyway. Okay. From what you put out on the on on social media, and so unless you're preparing for uh, for an exhibition, and obviously the commission is possibly one of the better things. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants a commission and a portrait for a loved one or whatever, mm -hmm. that's. But unless you're doing all that. You just you're just producing all the time. Just producing all the time. Why why are you doing all why? I I I have to paint. You know, it's one of one of those things. That like it, it, it's a passion. It's it's, it's like uh, it's like food. You know, or if I don't paint, like you know, it's just it's almost like I don't have a uh, a purpose kind of stuff. Like I have to create, like whether it be um, sculpture, painting, illustration. I have to kind of keep making stuff, like or else. Like why am I even here? Like, you know? mm -hmm. um, so I I just have to do it. Like, and uh, it, it would be great if one day someone said, "Oh, you have a look at your work. We can have a pile of it." Oh, I got those. Well, sure, we'll have an exhibition. But um, uh, it, it, even if that never happens, I'm I'm just going to end up with a house full of artwork. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> possible case, which I don't want. But, uh, and what's uh, what would be the ideal commission? Oh, geez, like um, I would. Th th I think that the the, the perfect purchase or sale would be a piece I already made that they just can't look up. I think that'd be brilliant because then it's kind of like uh, we've seen your vision, we've seen uh, what you create and we love it. Like, uh, as for a commission um, portraiture that I, I really like that. You know, um, I, I, would, I, would, I would love to have a person walk in and say, I've seen your work uh, I want you to capture me or this other person or whatever like uh, just, just do what you do. You know, we, we trust you. You know, uh, we're, we're quite often that they're like, all right, uh, can you make me change your genre? Can you do whatever? <laughs> uh, we're, we're to just have them say, just do what you do. We trust you. Yeah. We like your work. You just say something there and uh, really interesting. You have, you have to, you have to produce, you have to, you know, your creative juices have to be fed yeah. all the time. Whatever. So in terms of, and that's your passion, it's always been your passion, and you're doing what you always wanted to do, which is fantastic. And it's not an easy life. Like my sister was an artist, and she she had a, she never had a painting. We had has packed with yeah. all the painting, but that's what she wanted to do. And and that was it. She just followed her passion. And but what would you say to somebody? Like I mean, 
you have to be practical as well. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lifestyle that you have. You know, you have to live. You have to have food on the table, whatever. And what would you say to somebody who really wants to go? You know, that's what they want to do. They want to become an artist. How how to approach it? To yeah, it's like um, uh, I would I would just uh, study it, live the artwork, be passionate about it, um, always be creating. Uh, there's also the marketing aspect of it to market yourself. To, to put your name out there, um, uh, go, go, go to exhibition, drop your name here and there, like, you know, um, just, just keep in there, just be part of the scene completely. Lose yourself mm-hmm. in the scene, you know, be seen everywhere. And, um, and with that, you, you'll end up with contacts, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and just always keep creating, always keep creating. Your there's such a thing like a, an agent, like a literary agent. Is there yeah. such a thing like a, there is art, art agent? Yeah, yeah. And I was almost thinking about going that route myself, you know, so, uh, because they, they would they would have all the proper contacts, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, where I may not, like you know. But um, I, I'm still kind of just weighing my options and all that kind of stuff. Was, uh, I'm probably spending too much time creating water if that's even possible, like, but. Uh, I should probably do a bit more on the marketing side as well to get the name out there. Yeah, because yeah, I always find with with artists, um, also even exhibiting, you know, sometimes if you have a, um, somebody else exhibiting for you, preparing yeah. the exhibition, so I can walk in as a punter. Well, I don't like that. Oh, I do love that. Yeah. And they don't really care. They just need to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to you just creating his, his yeah. blood, sweat, and tears on both of them. Yeah, it's hard to take sometimes the criticism when they're yeah. you know, somebody that the intermediary could be, could be a good way forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was actually at this one exhibition I had, like, and, um, I was there during the week and I was just walking around and, and just had to walk up and said, that, that, that piece right there is really nice. And I, and he had no idea I was there. I just think that, that piece right there is really nice. And then he points to his other one and goes, Oh, the dumb crap. They're both yours. Yeah, they're both, they're all mine. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I actually couldn't care less, you yeah. know, well, but, but, but that's not entirely true. Like, you know, cause, cause if, if, if you like the one, well, that's lovely. And, and people don't have to like everything I do. Like, you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be great if, if they did or they kind of stirred some sort of emotion out of them or they mm-hmm. saw a bit of them. Of the cells in, in the painting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then after that book you wrote um, a few years ago, have you any other books in mind? Have you told them more? Or? I, I, I've, I've been, I started a children's book um, by the boy that's kind of trapped in the underground world, like, you know, but uh, my laptop kind of packed it in. So it's a, I'm on a hiatus. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've uh, just been thinking like that, like, you know, it's like, I'm about, uh, 50 pages in, but, uh, and, uh, at some point I'll, I'll, I'll be going a bit back to it and all that kind of stuff, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably just keep with the illustration for a little while, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know how, if I'm that good of an author, <laughs> it's like, I think I'm a better painter than you know, so. <laughs> That sounds great. Listen, before the last song, I always ask everybody for a couple of words of wisdom. Uh, anything at all, a quote, anything that gets you oh, right. up in the morning. Should I prepare for this? I don't know. That's, that's, ah, words of wisdom. I um, can't think of any quotes. I can probably try to just make something up. Like, you know, just, um, you're stronger than you think you are. And you owe it to yourself just to, just to be happy. Like, 
Sounds good. It's a fairly simple life. If you want to make it simple and, mm, and then, you know, with your adversities and stuff, you, you turned it into a very interesting life and <laughs> bring your passion into it. <laughs> which is great. Um, the very last song you have is a uh, great one of my favorite bands, no, The Hot Ass Flowers. Yeah. Um, give it up. I, I just love the song. Love the song. It's an amazing voice, like, you know, and, uh, um, and it, it, it gives a little insight to various people's lives and all that kind of stuff, you know, where it may not be all, always easy, like, and, but, um, but it's just beautifully written, beautifully sung, you know, I just, I can play it any time of the day, but I can love it. That's the kind of things in your fingers, huh? Ah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Of my conscience, come to understand of myself. Clear out all the old cobwebs, clean out the old books from the shelf. Well, this song's inspired by a good man and his Jew, doing good for others, sing amazing grace for you. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if you're old, German love inside, as long as you know that love is endless and the world is wide. If you got this far in the podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share and leave a review on iTunes. It's much appreciated.